So, it is a beautiful day here in the Sunshine State. And, uh, you know, I love days like this. The sky is blue. There's a few clouds in the sky to give us a little bit of shade. It's probably around 85 degrees. And uh, just after getting home from work, I uh, sometimes I just sit around and I like to reflect. And, you know, I was thinking about some of the funniest things today. So, does anybody out there have any really funny work memories? I tell you, some of the funniest memories I have of my life are from work, are from the times that I've worked in the fire sprinkler industry. So for anybody that doesn't know, that's what I do for a living. I actually work in the fire protection industry and uh, as a fire sprinkler inspector. Uh, but I started at the bottom. You know, I was, I was a, a grunt helper and I just moved my way up to fitter, then foreman, and then service guy, and then inspector, and and so. Uh, but you know, throughout the years in doing that, I've just met some characters and got some stories. And so uh, today, I really want to focus specifically on stories about mess ups. So to say that we're all perfect would be absolutely crazy. Uh, to say that we all do our jobs just right would be absolutely crazy and anybody in the construction industry can really understand what I'm saying when I say sometimes things go really wrong and so I've been working in fire protection industry for about 15 years or so uh, and I've had some doozies so one of the one of the doozies that I remember uh, more vividly than anything uh, is we were at a place called Google if you uh, they have a office in the state of Georgia I'll say that and we were doing some work out there and so while we were doing the work I was changing out the sprinkler heads and so way fire sprinklers work is they are on individual systems that whenever the sprinkler head pops water comes out and and it sprays water right and so whenever you're working on them you got to shut the water down and so I noticed that the sprinkler heads were on two separate lines, two separate systems, as we were changing them out. So I went to the maintenance guy, and I said, hey, buddy, uh, we really need to shut this other system down because it's on the wrong line. And I tell you, I don't know what kind of stick he had in his butt that day. I, I really have no idea because I tell you, he looked at me, and he was like, no, no, we got the right one shut down. I said, well, with all due respect, sir, uh, I, I don't think we do. I've traced it out, and I'm pretty sure when I pull that next sprinkler, uh, it's going to be live. And he said, no, no, trust me. This is my building. It's not. And this banter went back and forth, I guess, for about 30 seconds or so. And don't get me wrong, I was a young kid then. <clears throat> I was, uh, at the time, I was around 23 or so. And, and... You know, young kid arguing with this seasoned maintenance guy who had a job at a secure place. And, you know, he knew what he was doing most for the most part, right? And I don't doubt that. But today he made an error. And so went back and forth like 30 seconds. And finally I told him, I was like, hey, look, dude, if you tell me to pull this sprinkler, I'm going to pull this sprinkler. But when I pull it, you're going to be in for a world of hurt because water is going to go everywhere. He said, this is my blanking, blanking building. You go and just go ahead and pull that sprinkler, and when you're wrong, you go ahead and just leave. Well, I said, all right. Uh, the guy that I was with, because I was actually working for my cousin at the time, 
And uh, I was with him, and I told him the situation. And he was like, it is what it is. And, man, I pulled that sprinkler, and it was on top. It was over a generator. So a generator that backed up the hubs inside this this space. And, uh, and water got all over it. And so that generator was fried, son. And, I mean, sprayed down in it at high speeds. This stuff was coming out at 100 PSI, a uh, half-inch orifice of water. When I tell you it was just blasting, it was blasting, the dude freaked out. He looked at me. He's like, oh, my God, what do we do? And I said, the same thing I said the whole time. We need to close the freaking valve, and, and the water will dissipate. So in the mumble-jumble of everything, we get the valve shut off, and water's everywhere at this point. So we're done. The water's drained. Uh, it drains down for a few minutes because that's just how we're draining it now. And in the whole commotion of things, some of the hubs go out. And, and it was a big deal uh, because, long story short, we, we ruined a $100,000 generator. Uh, we had a subfloor that, that was about two inches deep of water. But here's the best part. So part of South Africa was shut down because that was the hubs that got messed up and they got wet. And so they were shut down for like seven minutes. And so it was a big deal. Everybody was mad. Everybody's pointing fingers. Everybody's like, it's your fault, your fault, your fault. But at the end of the day, it was that it was the maintenance guy's fault. And that's who fault they found it was because I was like, hey, look, I told him to shut this thing down. I told him to turn the valve off. I told him all this good stuff. And he just didn't want to listen. So uh, that was one, one crazy story. I tell you another one kind of like it. I worked in this place uh, in Georgia. And it was the very first service job I ever got. Now, look, I'm going to be up front with y'all. Whenever I transitioned from new construction to the service field, I just, uh, I lied. I don't know what else to tell you. I, I lied. I, I got online. I mean, I got my resume together, and I just lied about what I knew and how long I've been doing it and all that good stuff uh, because I was tired of doing the new construction scene. And so I lied to this company. I got in, and I remember the very first job they sent me, I was like, hey, you know how to work on these pre-action systems? Now, let me back up for just a second. So you may not know what a pre-action system is. So a pre-action system on a fire protection system is basically a system that requires some actions to happen before it releases the water to put out the fire, okay? All right, so what has to happen usually is a smoke detector and a heat detector or two smoke detectors or a smoke detector and a pull station but a combination of two things has to happen uh, it can either it can even be a smoke detector and a low air alarm which you get from the fire system but two things have to happen in order for the water to go off in order for the water to fill the pipe and burst out of the sprinkler okay and so the very first thing that happened whenever I started working at this company, I mean, day one, first call, he's like, you know how to work on pre-actions? And I was like, got this. No big deal. I'm a master at it. He was like, all right, cool. And so on my way out there, I'm thinking to myself, self, what you done got yourself into? Because uh, you have no idea how to work on a pre-action system. You have no idea what you're doing. I was truly faking it until I made it. I was truly just, hey, I'm hanging on by the seat of my pants because I'm doing what I got to do to survive because I'm doing what is necessary. And you know what? It, it worked out. I got there. 
I looked at it. It took me like three hours to figure this thing out. He kept calling me. He's like, you got it? I was like, oh, yeah, I got it. You know, just the, the doofing floor of the thingy is not acting right. At the time, I had no idea what the parts were called, so I was just naming off random things. I'm sure he was thinking, what in the world is this guy talking about? He has no idea. And so that's always stood out to me as pretty funny because I tell you, if I called up one of my guys and they were like, had no idea what they're talking about, I... I would not feel very comfortable. But the same guy, his name was Waylon. He, uh, I went to a job to change out some sprinkler heads. Much like the Google job, I went to a job to change out some sprinkler heads at an apartment complex. And I remember I was on the third floor and I looked everywhere for the control valve. And so this apartment complex was like a square and in the middle there was nothing, right? But it was just a square with apartments all along each side. Uh, and... So, and on every side, on every floor, they had a control valve to shut off that section. And so I looked everywhere, and dude, I looked everywhere for everything. And so I shut everything down that I needed to, that I could find. And I went to back the sprinkler, and I could tell, you know, after a while of doing that, I could tell when there was still pressure on the line. And so I was backing it out, and I saw this white water. Let me just tell you, let me just go ahead and warn you in life. If you ever see white water coming out of a pipe while you're working on it, like milky white, stop what you're doing. You've got pressure on the pipes, right? All right, so we got pressure on the pipes, and uh, I go to pull it out, and it's, pre- it's pressurized. And so I call Waylon, and I'm like, hey, man, this thing ain't shut down. I don't know where the control valve is. He's like, we've shut down every control valve out there. There are no other control valves. I said, there's another control valve. He said, there's no other control valve. I said, yes, sir. There is another. He said, no, there's not. I said, I tell you what, why don't you come out here and pull it in? He said, I tell you what, whenever I get out there, I'm going to pull that sprinkler. And if it's not pressurized, you're fired. I said, I'll take that bit. All day long, I'll take that bit. Man, I was hot. I was so pissed off at this point because he done belittled me a little bit and made me feel inadequate and all that good stuff. So he comes out there, he gets up there, and he's all cocky. He's all cocky. He's just looking at me with this little, this little shit-eating grin on his face like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, watch this. I'm about to fire you. I saw it on his face. So he reaches up there, he grabs the sprinkler, he goes to turn it. He's not even looking at the sprinkler. He's looking at my eyes. I'm looking at his eyes. He's turning the, the sprinkler, and I'm thinking to myself, you really might want to look at what you're doing. You really might want to look at what you're doing. You really might want to... Man, he pulled the sprinkler out, and water went everywhere. It was under so much pressure. He jumps off the ladder, and he looks at me like, oh, my God! Oh, my God, what are we going to do? And I said, oh, my God, I guess you need to find the control valve that I said we needed to close off. He's running around like a chicken with his head cut off. He's, he's drenched from head to toe full of water because this thing just hit right off the ladder. He's such an idiot. He didn't even move the ladder. It just hit the ladder. It splashed all on him, full blast. Come to find out, on the bottom floor of this side of the building, there is an 8-inch control valve that controls that entire side. That's what was on and just running. And it ran until, one, we found it, and two, we turned it off. And it was locked with a lock and chain, and nobody had the key. So let me go ahead and tell you, it ran for like 15 or 20 minutes. It flooded this side of the building. 
people's PlayStations got soaked. I'm talking about top floor to bottom floor. And this thing was like five stories tall. It wasn't that tall, but it was tall enough to where, oh, man, it just made an absolute mess. Man, let me tell you another story. So me and this guy, Keith, were working at this place called, uh, I think it was called like Miami Closets or something like that. And anyway, we were there doing a fire protection uh, uh, sprinkler head. We were adding a sprinkler on the end, and we were changing out the sprinklers in the suite because they had painted them. Man, let me tell you. So they, <laughs> the whole time, five lines, I hold the pipe up while I'm working. Because the pipe, so sprinkler water, it gets to be like this black sludge stuff. And it's really thick, really nasty, smells really bad, right? And I'm holding the pipe up so that stuff don't, don't go anywhere. And I have a bucket on the end, but I want to make sure that pipe doesn't leak out. and I mean, that sludge doesn't leak out. And so uh, I'm, I've added four of them this way. Each one's taken me about 35 or 40 minutes to change the five sprinklers out and then add the cap on the end, doing it the way I had to do it, right? Because these are $10,000 in uh, closet systems that we're talking about that we didn't want to get ruined. And they had them on the show floor. And I did... Like I said, four or five of them. I can't remember the exact number. But the guy that was with me, his name was Keith. And I, his only job, his only job the whole day was to was to stand there and look at me from the ground. That's all he did all day long. So we got to the last one, and I said, hey, Keith. And look, well, hold on, let me mind you. I'm 35 at the mall at the time I was probably 29 Keith was like 51 52 so he had some years in the experience he's a 30-year guy right and so Keith I said man you've been watching me the whole time you know you got how to do this oh yeah I move out of the way I can handle that not a big deal you've done them all today I can handle one I said okay not a big deal so he gets up there and he changes out the sprinklers not a big deal he gets to put the add cap on so an add cap is like an extra piece on the end of the pipe that can add an extra sprinkler right and so he's holding it up and uh he takes the cap off he's got the bucket on it he needs the add cap he says hand me that add cap i hand it up to him he lets go of the pipe i mean just completely lets it go the pipe drops like two two or three inches it ain't even very much but when it does so have you ever taken a pipe and stuck it in a pile of sand and then flung that dirt flung that dirt across the way so that's exactly what happened like to a t that's exactly what happened it, it took that pipe i mean that that sludge and it just slung it across against the closet system <clears throat> now i'm thinking to myself this could be really bad or it could not be that bad until i look over and see which closet system it hit now mind you i said this sludge is as black as night right so the closet system that it hit it hit this closet the color of it was called the whitest white i promise you when you looked at this white it was so bright that it would hurt your eyes it was like being out in the snow with the sunshine it's so bright it would hurt your eyes i look at keith and i'm like keith you had one freaking job. How in the world did you manage to destroy $10,000 closet system in a matter of 35 seconds? Oh, Bubba, you know what I'm saying? I just let that pipe go and it fell down. Yeah, that's why the whole day I've been holding the pipe up. Man, I tell you what, it's hard to find good help out there, people. It's hard to find people that actually do 
their job well. Hey, well, oh man, let me tell you, my one of my favorite stories. So I had this manager. I worked at this place called Atlanta Sprinkler for a long time, and I, them people are near and dear to my heart. I love them people. I will always have a love for them people. I learned a lot from them. Uh, some some great friendships came out of that. And uh, but I love working there, and it was fantastic. But my manager's name, uh, we just don't call him D, right? And so D, we uh, we we did the inspection on Turner Field in Atlanta, Georgia. And uh, I was out there, and they had an air compressor issue, and we needed to run a pipe, a pipe across this little alleyway. Uh, so we needed two holes drilled inside the wall. And so, me and this guy named Curtis, we were out there, and we we observed it, and we said, "Hey, hey, D, we'll meet you out there tomorrow morning." Uh, you said you're gonna take care of the hole. He said, yeah, I've got the hole taken care of. I said, we said, all right, that's cool. We'll meet you out there. Look, y'all, this is no joke. We get there at like 7 o'clock in the morning to get into Turner Field. Uh, it's during the season or during practice, not regular season, but during practice and stuff. And so they have to have, you have to go through security just to get in. Man, this dude comes walking around with one pant leg rolled up to his knee. And the other one all the way down. He's got he's got a do rag on with his hat turned cocked sideways. He's got his gold grill in. He's got he's got uh, bat, a batting gloves on. He's and when he walks up, he looks at me and Curtis and he goes, "Hey, Robert, Curtis, where them hoes is?" <laughs> and I just died laughing. I died laughing. Here's the biggest reason I died laughing. The posse that he had with him. So behind him are the three guys in in three-piece Armani suits out there ready to sell us some equipment that will core holes. But instead of buying the equipment, he's decided to let them come out and give us a quote-unquote demonstration. And so these guys in these Armani suits get out there and climb up on the ladder and they drill these two holes and Donna or, or yeah Donna he sit back he's like oh yeah them holes look real good them holes look real good uh but we ain't gonna use your product so I appreciate you cutting the holes but we ain't needing you right now oh my god me and Curtis started dying laughing die it was Curtis's brother-in-law and so that's what made it so we died laughing, dude. We were like, what in the world is he doing? He <laughs> he come out here looking just silly. Just silly. Not professional at all. <laughs> and then he hustled these guys to get some holes cord. Oh man. Man, that same guy, we had to put these things all called mechanical tees. So if you drill a hole in the pipe, uh you in, in order to make a new outlet, you use what they call a mechanical tee. And, it, and, and you have to drill the hole the right size or else you won't be able to get the, you won't be able to seal up the hole, right? And so he asked me one night, he said, man, we got to do some work. It's at mid, you got to start at midnight. I said, that's all right. Me and a new guy named Pete Roslow. Love that cat. He's awesome dude too. Anyway, me and the new guy, Pete Roslow, he said, y'all come out here. I'll do half. Y'all do half. We'll knock it out. I was like, bet that sounds good. So I got up there. I drilled all mine and uh, got them installed. 
I don't know. It took me like it was ten of them. I remember there was ten of them. It took like an hour and a half or something like that, maybe two hours to to drill them all, to drain it down, drill them all, put them on, and ask him, "Hey, you ready to check it out?" He goes, "Yeah, I only got like four of them done, but yeah, I'm ready to check it out." And I was like, "That's no big man. Let's turn this on. And see, uh, let me see if any of mine leak, and I'll come over and give you a hand." He said, "Oh yeah, that sounds good." Man turned it on. I have one leaking. I had to adjust it. You know what I'm saying? But we adjusted it, got it to stop leaking. I go on to the, we drain it back down, go on to the other side. He goes, well, Robert, it looks like you know what you're doing pretty good. Why don't you stay on out here and show Pete how to do the rest of these? Uh, I'm out of here. Because every one of his leaked. Every one of his. And so I was like, man, he maybe he just, man, what happened? Man, I got out there and checked it. One, he didn't check the whole size that he cut. And two, I promise you, he had a quarter inch gap at the top leaving. He didn't even try to cover it, just water spraying out. And so I ain't mad at him for it. Obviously, he didn't know how to do it. He was just trying to help. But, you know, it was so funny. Like, he just left me up and bounced. Up, I'm gone. You got this. Dude, it's 2 o'clock in the morning. We in the middle of, of southwest Atlanta. Uh, I don't really feel like being left by myself in a vacant warehouse. Well, I'm out. All right, cool. Me and Pete wrapped that job up. That was a, man, that was a. That was a good time. I like working with that cat, Pete. Pete was good people, man. He uh, he was in the Navy. Uh, thank you for that, Pete. And he was, he was like I said, he was in the Navy. He told me all kinds of stories, cool stories about being in the Navy. He uh, he worked there at Lance Sprinkler. But then he uh, he got smart. He went and got a college degree, and now he's a, a teacher out in, I believe, California, Fresno, I believe. And uh, anyway, good people, man, good people. Man, these are some good memories, I tell you. Yeah, I have worked in some crazy places, done some crazy things. You know, one of the things about my job that I love the most is that I just get to see the craziest stuff, the absolute craziest stuff. Um, I get work in cool places that nobody else gets to work in. I mean, I've seen how missiles are built. I've, ins I've inspected military installations. I've seen the inner workings of airports. I've watched tacos, taco shells be made from scratch. I've watched trampolines be made. I've seen tires be made. I've seen just all kinds of cool stuff be made. It's a cool industry to be in. I tell you, whenever I reflect on it, I, uh, I know it was a God-given thing that I ended up where I did because I tell you, the day that I chose, I remember my two uncles, my Uncle Abe, my Uncle Mike, God rest their souls, they asked me, they was like, you want to be an electrician or you want to do fire sprinklers? And I was like, well, I don't really like electricity, so I'll go with the fire sprinklers, and that's where it started. Like, it just started there. I, mean, I remember the very first job we ever did, they took me out, and it was a, uh, a Steinmart in Jacksonville, Florida. And we went out there, and we're doing, we're, we're there installing it. And like, first or second day on the job, we have to do the outside canopy, which is all steel enclosure, hot middle of summer. And uh, both Abe and Don look at me. That's my uncles. They look at me and they say, Well, I think it's a good time to break you in right now. We're just going to throw you on up in that hot attic. Uh, here's the print. Figure out how to read it. You'll be fine. If you have any questions, holler at us. Man, I was up there forever trying to figure out how to put that stuff together, man. I just, it was so hot. I mean, I sweat so much. It literally, I had a bowl. Like, you could have filled a whole normal-sized bowl full of my sweat. I mean, it was just absolutely crazy absolutely crazy but i tell you what i wouldn't change it for nothing i wouldn't go back and change a single thing 
I've worked with some awesome people. Man, I've worked with this dude. One of the first people I ever worked with was this dude, Frank. <clears throat> and Frank, man, Frank, Frank's my buddy, man. Frank was good people. Frank taught me so much about this industry. I just appreciate Frank. Only thing I didn't appreciate about Frank is Frank would often tell me, so Frank dated my, I, I, Frank liked my mama in high school or something like that. But anyway, he would tell me all the time, I was this close to being your daddy. I tell you, that's the only thing that pisses you off whenever you work with somebody is, is is if they're able to say something like that and it holds any kind of truth to it. Any kind of truth. Like if it has a milli, a milliliter of truth to it, you're like, ow, ow, sh- just shut up. Just shut up. But anyway, I, I, man, working with him was a, a good time, even though he gave me a hard time. Even though he, he liked to, he told me, Robert, I can measure how fast you're moving by the number of two-by-fours you're walking by. Hurry up! <laughs> oh, my God. He was he was so funny. He was so funny. I remember one time him and this uh, him and this electrician guy got into a little stuffle on the job. And, man, as I was watching it unfold, it was so funny. It wasn't really a stuff. He was gotten into an argument, but the electrician was like, get off my lift. He's like, I just need it for two more minutes. And the electrician went over there to the lift, the scissor lift, and he just hit the button up down. And Frank couldn't override it. Oh, he was so mad. He was coming down. But whenever he got down and realized that this guy was, it ain't like he backed down, but he realized it wasn't worth, it wasn't worth the fight, you know? Oh, my God. They were, they, they, it, was, it was really, really funny. But anyway... Anyway, I hope y'all have enjoyed me reminiscing about some memories of uh, uh, working in this fire sprinkler industry. I, uh, I'm more than happily going to reminisce some more about them on another day, another episode. But uh, y'all be safe out there, and hey, y'all enjoy the rest of your time, and love one another, and uh, you know, stay out of trouble. So, here's to you. Bye.